Hello, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Leonard. God bless you. Man, it's an amazing day to be alive, knowing that God still yet <clears throat> has a purpose for our lives. And I tell you what, uh, if you think about it, if you look back over your life, you can see just how blessed you are. And if God brought you this far, you know, I don't think he's going to leave you. I think he'll always be with you, just like he said. He promised never to leave you nor forsake you. And so, as we always do, I want to take a moment uh, just to uh, just pray for Ukraine, and because they're going through a tough time, and and uh, <clears throat> Russia is still uh, in the war mode and still uh, shooting and at them and that kind of thing. So let's pray over Ukraine. Father, we thank you for Ukraine, and we thank you for uh, just intervening in this uh, war we thank you god that things are are going better for them and and that they are uh getting the upper hand but russia is gonna uh try to attack again on their eastern front and just too many different things that are going on so we ask you to dispatch your angels lord to assist them and we thank you for the assistance that the western nations are giving them lord the missile uh the missiles and um, all the different weaponry that they're giving them, Lord, and I pray that they would give them more and keep it flowing, God, that they can defend themselves and that you would confuse the enemy today. And Father God, cause Ukraine to have victory. We pray for their victims, Lord. We pray for the families that lost loved ones. We pray for comfort and strength and in a time of need, God, that they'll get the things that they need as well. Um, we just thank you, God, for the humanitarian effort to help Ukraine and God, all the nations that are coming together, uh, we give you praise. And so this day, we honor you. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. And uh, ask you all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Brothers and sisters, you know this week, um, I call it, uh, it's, it's Resurrection Week. As we go to Resurrection Sunday and celebrate uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, being raised from the dead. This is the week that um, that Jesus actually went to the cross. In fact, uh, today um, he would he would be probably contemplating the next uh, the, the day coming up and the events that are going to occur. He knew exactly what was going to happen to him, the price that he was going to have to pay. And uh, I can imagine that um, deep down inside, he probably was agonizing. And so. Um, you know, I, I think about it. Um, I think about how how God sent him and uh, and how he's, uh, you know, how he went to the cross heroically. He went on our behalf. And so today I want to talk to you about uh, the power of the cross, the power of the cross. Father, we ask you to bless this word right now in the mighty name of Jesus that it will reach uh, hundreds, Lord, that it would reach thousands, that people would hear this word, Father God, and, and want to get to know you. Lord, we thank you for anointing this word, anoint the ears of those who are out there to hear, and Lord God, word in my mouth, give me exactly what to say, in Jesus' name, amen. And so, brothers and sisters, I want to talk to you about the cross. You know, the cross is one of those symbols that you see all the time. If you go downtown or if you go in different places, you'll see a cross on uh, on buildings. You'll see one at the top of a steeple. Uh, you see them on people's walls and their homes. And 
things like that. I know I grew up um, and I love watching like vampire movies. And one of the main uh, symbols in a vampire movie was a cross. And so vampires hated crosses like they they just a cross would burn them. A cross would stop them right where they were. They would acknowledge the power of the cross. And uh, and so the cross brings back, I guess, many memories. Uh, when you study the Bible, when you think of the cross, obviously you think of uh, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ or you think of Jesus telling his disciples that you have to bear your own cross. You know, well, let's talk about the cross because the Romans made the cross famous. Now, other nations used the cross as well, and it was a device of torment, of torture. Uh, typically, they used the cross to crucify people. That means they would, uh, you know, beat them severely, and they would put them on a cross, and they would do it by means of either uh, straps or uh, some kind of rope or they would use spikes and nails. And so in the case of Jesus, they use spikes and nails. And so the cross down through the centuries um, became um, more popular as I think, I don't know what, what ruler it was in Rome or who it was, but ultimately uh, crucifixion was, um, was outlawed. Um, and it was taken off the books and they couldn't use that anymore. It was a devastating uh, punishment that they used. But the cross became a symbol of Christianity uh, all around the world. Most religions have the cross sort of like their, their central symbol or theme. Uh, you can go in any church and you're going to see the cross somewhere, maybe down by the uh, communion tables, or maybe you'll see it on the wall or on the front of the building, outside of the building, next to the name. You will see the cross. Everyone recognized the power of the cross, but the cross didn't have any power until Jesus was crucified. Uh, the Romans would use it as a deterrent to people's uprising because Rome occupied Jerusalem, and so uh, anybody who would rebel, they would... Uh, crucify uh, if they broke the law a lot of times they were crucified the two thieves that were with Jesus were being crucified and so they would use that cross as a uh, a tormenting device and it did torment and so the cross as the when Jesus was on the cross uh, the cross would cause all sorts of uh, problems for the victim who was attached to it the person who was attached to that cross, number one, it was very difficult for them to breathe. They couldn't catch um, a fresh breath of air. They labored on the cross, and typically it would take several days for a person to die, depending on how bad they were flogged or whipped or scourged. Um, you know, they would actually stay on that cross for days, even up sometimes up to a week. And lots of times the birds and the fowls of the air would come by and, you know, peck on them. And when they were, especially when they were uh, weak and and about to die and couldn't defend themselves or couldn't wart, you know, there's really not, not a lot they could do when a bird or something landed on them, a buzzard, they could sniff death. And so they would come and, and peck on them. But the person on the cross couldn't breathe, could not. Very painful. And with spikes driven through their feet, 
in order for them to breathe, they had to push up off the cross with their feet, which caused their bones to rub together on the spike. So it was a very difficult uh, thing, a very difficult process. And so Jesus, when he was on the cross, uh, he would try to breathe and he'd have to do the same thing to catch a breath of fresh air. But you got to remember that Jesus was flogged severely. He was, he was, um, he was whipped with a cat of nine tails. And because he didn't scream and yell, uh, the people who were hitting him and whipping him increased the intensity. And they beat his back until it was hamburger meat. He was bloody from head to toe. The Bible says he was unrecognizable. And so Jesus was on that cross. They put him on that cross after severely beating him and flogging him. He had all types of injuries. He had contusions and probably even suffered a concussion. They punched him. They hit him. Lacerations and, and, and deep bruises and open wounds. And he had all sorts of things going on which means he had a lot of blood loss. And if you have a lot of blood loss, your body typically uh, tends to go into shock. But Jesus is on that cross and his whole mission was to die for our sins. And I talked to you once before about uh, what happened on that cross, but Jesus was separated from the Father on that cross. On that cross, Jesus became sin. He who knew no sin became sin, that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So the cross was a place of torture and torment, but also it was the place for our deliverance. It was the place where we, we would gain our freedom. It was a place where we would become righteous. Because Jesus took our sins from us. No longer was our, would our sins be charged to us. It was a place where he, he brought mankind back to God. The separation that existed between the Father and his creation, that separation was closed. The gap was closed. It was mended. We were brought back reconciled back to the Father because of what the Son did. It was an amazing exchange that took place on that cross. Jesus became a sacrifice and a substitute for us on that cross. Ah, it was because of what he did on that cross that made us who we are today. Everything that occurred on that cross was beneficial for us. But he was separated from his father on that cross because he, can't, he became sin. And his father had to look away. And for the first time in ever, the father and the son were separated. And God couldn't look upon him. The angels were horrified. Hell was happy, excited. They thought they had him. But I'm going to tell you something. Jesus said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. They didn't take his life. He laid his life down for us. And after he completed his sacrifice and God's justice was paid, 
he descended into the lower parts of the earth into hell and he had to take care of some business the Bible says that he snatched the keys of death and hell he conquered death and the grave so everything he did on that cross was for us and so because of his victory on that cross because on the third day the Holy Spirit descended and the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords was resurrected from the dead to become the firstborn from the dead and at that point if any man would receive him he would become a child of the King the scripture says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life you know God sent he sent his son into the world not to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved and so the cross became a symbol of power yes it was a place that seemingly was a symbol of defeat torture torment all that was true but when Jesus got up from the dead the cross became a symbol of victory and now you look all over the world and you can see crosses everywhere the ones I like to see are the ones that's empty because our Savior is no longer on the cross he is alive and well sitting on the right hand of the Father interceding for the people of God but remember this we should have been on that cross we should have been the ones who died and paid the price for our sins we should have been the ones to bust hell wide open not our Savior but he took our place he became that scapegoat he became the ram he was the lamb of God and he took our place oh so that we could live and now we're reconciled back to God the only thing we have to do is accept his sacrifice and believe that God raised him from the dead and will be saved so brothers and sisters it's your time if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior this is the day let's get this thing right say Lord Jesus I come to you right now and I'm a sinner and I want to be saved I repent of my sins and I accept you as my Lord and Savior I believe that you died for my sins and I believe that God raised you from the dead and Lord Jesus I receive you now as my Lord and as my Savior right now I accept you I confess you that you're my Lord you're my Savior you're the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords thank you Jesus for saving me brothers and sisters if you prayed that prayer you're now a child of God you've been born again the Bible says if any man be in Christ he's a new creation old things have passed away and behold all things have become new you're new right now you're God's you're God's child you've been accepted in the beloved and so this time you need to find you a good Bible believing church get you a good Bible and it's time for you to get to work finding out more about your Lord and Savior brothers and sisters God bless you let's continue to keep Ukraine in prayer the Ukrainian people in prayer and um, continue to bless the Lord and give thanks man he's still got a plan for your life this is brother Leonard have a blessed and wonderful day